0: Dennis Ryman is a programmer at BTC Pay Server, an open source, self hosted Bitcoin payment processor. In our conversation, we got into how BTC Pay Server works, some of the features and plugins that may be built on top of BTC Pay Server. We got into the benefits and drawbacks of using the Lightning Network as a merchant, and we got into value for value as a business model. Now, this is a Lightning podcast, so if you're enjoying this show, if you learn something new, The best way you can show your support is by sending in sats, comments, and questions over the Lightning Network. I read and answer every comment and question that comes in at the end of every show in the Lightning Round. Quick shout out, today's show is sponsored by Voltage. Voltage is the industry standard and next generation provider of Lightning Network infrastructure. Today's show is also sponsored by Zebedee. That is Z-E-B-E-D-E-E and Zebedee is your portal into the world of Bitcoin gaming. We'll have more from Voltage and Zebedee later in the show. Hope you enjoy the episode. Dennis, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me today. And I'm super excited to talk about BTC Pay Server. It's a product I've been been playing around with, I've been learning about, um, but I'd love to hear insight from someone on the ground building it. Um, So maybe we can start with a discussion around what BTC Pay Server is for those who aren't familiar.
1: Yeah, hey Kevin, thanks for having me and uh, giving me the option to share BTC Pay Server (laughs) to your crowd. So, uh, what's BTC Pay Server? Um, The way I explain it to people is, it's basically a Bitcoin payment processor uh, which can self-host. And to put it even easier, uh, it's it's something like is uh, Bitcoin PayPal. So if you want to accept Bitcoin and uh, do all that fun stuff, you can use BTC Pay Server, host it yourself, um, and uh, yeah, have a way to um, to accept payments and send funds out, etc. Right. Okay. Now, what
0: if you're thinking about BTC Pay Server's mission here, and you think about Merchant adoption and uh, you know becoming the PayPal of Bitcoin. What does that look like over the next ten years? What impact do you think BTC Pay Server will have on merchants around the world?
1: Uh, I recently tweeted that I think, um, from my perspective, the mission statement of BTC Pay Server is to give financial uh, sovereignty. To everyone or make it available to everyone and um, so for for us it's uh, very important that uh, the code is open source software and everyone can run it so basically it's also free to use and uh, merchants can can uh, yeah adopt uh, btc pay to um, to accept bitcoin payments whenever they want and uh, yeah
0: yeah now, in a world where, let's just imagine for a second that every merchant in the world is using BTC Pay Server. Maybe this is a parallel universe where everything's the same except every merchant is on BTC Pay Server. Uh-huh. They have full financial sovereignty over their uh, funds. They don't have to deal with banks, they don't have to deal with credit card processors. What do you think changes? Like, are there other are there other elements uh, or second order effects that might come about? Um, maybe it's changes to the profitability of businesses if they don't have to deal with these, you know, big fees for processing payments. Maybe it's um, you know the proliferation of new industries. Any any second order effects that you think will come about in a world where everyone has full control of their money?
1: Yeah, I mean. Uh... As you said, the obvious thing is that people uh, don't need to uh, pay enormous fees to third parties, which are uh, just sitting by the wayside and uh, uh, nibbling away uh, some of uh, your your proceeds. And yeah, um, yeah in, in general, I, I think it will enable uh, a better way to do commerce because um, there's there's no middleman, man. There's no third party, and uh, people can uh, do commerce peer-to-peer like Satoshi imagined, and um, yeah, basically everything that Bitcoin enables for uh, for the regular pleb and BTC Pay um, puts uh, or gives the tooling to to merchants to um, yeah have a convenient way to um, to. Um, basically accept bitcoin and have accounting features do the bookkeeping stuff all all the things uh, we might still need in a world uh living in states and and so on but um yeah our general mission is to to make these tools available to everyone so um that bringing uh bringing upon such a hyper bitcoinized world as you uh described uh would be would be uh, easier or more accessible. Right now today,
0: are do you have any insight into which kinds of merchants are using BTC Pay Server? Do you have any like what what do you guys collect in terms of user data? Do you have any insight into how people are using it? Is this primarily for brick and mortar merchants Are, are online merchants picking it up faster? What's that kind of like mix
1: right now? Yeah, we we don't collect any kind of data, so um, which which might feel as a limitation at first because well we uh, we don't operate as a startup which uh, <laughs> um, yeah um, gets all kinds of telemetry data from uh, from the customers and we don't have any fancy graphs uh, on on dashboards to show how many people around the world are using BTC Pay right now, um, but I don't think that this is really important for us and i think it's also um, in in line with the general bitcoin ethos of um, not doing uh, (laughs) such such things and um, we get a lot of feedback from from our actual users which come to our uh, MetaMost chat it's available at chat.btcpayserver.org and um, through through our github issues and discussions and so we are oftentimes directly in contact with uh, people that use BTC Pay server and it's a really wide range of people that uh, accept Bitcoin and how they do it. I mean, um, BTC Pay is a very flexible tool and you can um, accept Bitcoin either uh, through an integration like uh, WooCommerce or Magento so you can have your Web shop uh, online and um, accept Bitcoin payments that way, or you can have a um, point of sale application inside your BTC Pay store and um, put it up on an iPad in uh, in your cafe, and so on. So um, basically, there are all kinds of uh, kinds of ways to um, yeah to use BTC Pay server and um, yeah right. And So that's interesting. So because you're not collecting
0: user data, I was I was initially thinking that what, you know, are are you missing out on any of the feedback from users, but if you're getting that direct feedback through GitHub and through chats, do you feel like that gives you enough information about what users are demanding and what kind of roadmap uh, features they'd like to see implemented next?
1: Yeah, I think so. It's it's not just enough information, but I also think it's uh, it's better information because we are uh, directly in contact. We can uh, ask questions and get a feeling for what their use cases are and. Um, Together with our designer Destruct, I'm working a lot on, on the UI and UX side, and um, so we we uh, we are really dependent on being in close contact with our users. And this um, yeah, this is also uh, what makes this process so enjoyable because you're not uh, sitting in your cave and coding away, but uh, you are yeah solving actual problems of actual users. Right. That's awesome. Okay, I want to get into some of the features and
0: plugins of BTC Pay Server. I know you have a lot of them that you guys are working on. Um, Can you share some that maybe listeners who maybe have heard of BTC Pay Server, maybe even use it, um, maybe have not tried yet, or interesting features that you think everyone should know about?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the basic feature set of BTC Pay Server um, includes... um, yeah, some some groundwork stuff or um, or kitchen sink stuff like um, creating invoices and um, yeah, that way uh, customers can can see a QR code and uh, pay it and basically um, invoices are, are the foundation of everything that's happening in BTC Pay and. Um, um, in addition to that, there's also a payment request feature where customers um, can decide to pay an invoice. Um, and at that point of time, a conversion rate is decided on. Uh, if you're um, uh, denominating your your invoices in, in fiat, for example, then uh, there's a, a fiat to, to sets conversion rate, and they, they can pay that. Um, you get bookkeeping. Uh, and so on. And um, the general feature set building on that in BTC Pay are uh, what we call apps. And we have um, basically a few of them. For example, there's a pay button. People can integrate on their website. And whenever uh, someone uh, <laughs> clicks it, uh, you you can get paid a fixed amount or the customer can decide how many, how many sets he wants to pay. and. Then there's also the crowdfunding app, um, which, uh, for example, uh, gets used by the Bitcoin Smiles project, uh, which uh, recently came uh, came up a lot, where um, dentists in El Salvador are collecting funds to, uh, yeah, to basically um, take care of of people there uh, free of charge. And uh, another app we have is the point of sale app, which I uh, also mentioned earlier, and yeah, that's <laughs> right. that's the basic feature set. And um, some some time ago, basically I think half a year ago, we also added the concept of plugins to BTC Pay. So um, what we want to do in the future is to shift everything towards plugins and make um, BTC Pay core more more of a general. Payment processing platform and build specific use cases at uh, at the plugin level. And um, here we uh, got several things. For example, I'm working on a plugin uh, called Ellen Bank, which uh, gives users the ability or gives BTC Pay hosts the ability to open up the internal BTC Pay Lightning node to their users and. Um, yeah, basically have a Lightning Bank based on BTC Pay server as a layer three on top of BTC Pay server. So, so for um, for the regular users, they don't have to care about setting up channels, um, funding them, providing liquidity, caring about. Um, rebalancing of those channels. All of that is abstracted away. The uh, server admin takes care of that, and the user has just a neat uh, and shiny interface to uh, send and receive funds. And basically, it looks like a bank account. That's where the name is coming from. Interesting.
0: What do you think some of the other plugins might be in the future? What kind of applications might be most useful for some of these plugins?
1: uh yeah basically you can uh can build whatever you want um i mean for for example another plugin i'm working on which isn't released yet but i hope there will be um, an early version out soon is called pod server and this is inspired by the whole podcasting 2.0 and uh, value for value movement and um, (laughs) also a bit uh, because uh, some some month ago we had this whole discussion of Joe Rogan potentially being deplatformed from Spotify. We see um, things in, in in terms of the trucker protests in Canada where people get deplatformed and so on. And so I thought it would be nice to have a way to self-host um, your your podcast and also um, be able to use all of these neat and shiny. Podcasting 2.0 features like accepting uh, streaming sets and and so on and so, I started to um, build a podcast hosting server based on BTC Pay, which will bring all these um, yeah shiny new uh, features uh, like the value block etc. To, um, uh, to to BTC Pay and your podcast. Right. This is very cool. I want to get into both
0: those uh, plugins later in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but first, maybe, I-, I love to get a sense for, you know, I, I get this vision. I-, I really like this vision and the approach you guys are taking to making, you know, payments more self-sovereign. Um, but at the same time, I recognize there's going to be challenges along the way. And I think a lot of those challenges today, well, there- there's many layers of challenges, right? Like first, it's getting people to, care about Bitcoin. Uh, next is getting people on Lightning. Next is getting people integrated, getting their store set up. Like, what do you think are some of the biggest challenges today holding back BTC Pay server adoption? Is it a BTC Pay server specific constraint? Is it more broadly like Bitcoin and Lightning constraining adoption? What are those, what do you hear from users who, who don't Set up a BTC Pay server store. Like, what what are they saying is the reason why they're not today?
1: Yeah, you can look at it from uh, from different angles, I would say. And um, for for the general BTC Pay side or things we can uh, can potentially fix, it's certainly the ease of deployment or. Um, uh, yeah, uh, the setup of of your own BTC Pay server. I mean, there are multiple ways you can um, can self-host, which is um, I'd say the the most complex um, uh, way to to set up a BTC Pay server. But you can also um, spin up BTC Pay using third-party hosts uh, like Luna Node or Voltage. Uh, offer a very integrated solution, and um, so. On, on the setup side, I, I think uh, we we can improve the process and make it still easier for for people. But in general, I I think um, we kind of depend a bit on uh, what we call the circular economy, um, because <laughs> if there's no one who wants to pay uh, Bitcoin or spend his precious th- sets. Then yeah, merchants will have a hard time accepting Bitcoin uh, if no one's out there to, to pay them. But um, thinking about it, um, one might say this is also a chicken and egg problem, which we are trying to solve, because um, as I said, BTC Pay is free and open software, and um, th- which is our contribution. To this circular economy, uh, where yeah, merchants uh, don't have to sign up for for a payment processor which takes enormous fees and so on, so um, we we try to um, yeah do our share by by putting BTC Pay out there as free and open software and um, yeah <laughs> try to try to foster the whole ecosystem that way.
0: Yeah, how do you how do you kickstart that? economy how do you like get that chicken and egg problem solved like if you're thinking about what merchants want um maybe maybe what are some of the big selling points today like are are merchants more interested in you know saving three percent on fees are they more interested in taking control of their funds are they more interested in instant settlement like what what are the big value props today that are getting merchants to come on board and kind of kickstart
1: that chicken and egg problem, that feedback loop? Mm. Um, for me, uh, I'm based in Germany and here we don't have um, too, too many troubles with uh, our uh, regular currency yet. Nevertheless, we um, see a lot of adoption in um, places not not just like El Salvador, but potentially uh, something like uh, Turkey where the lira is uh, is struggling very much. And um, even here in Germany, people are becoming aware of the rising problems uh, which fiat currencies have. And so um, in my experience, it's uh, right now, uh, people that I'm onboarding or uh, helping to set up BTC Pay, they are coming from the side of experimentation. They want to explore the whole topic of Bitcoin and uh, what what this is like as an alternative solution to um, to or uh, f- uh, alternative financial system. And um, that's that's at least the side I'm I'm seeing here uh, where. Yeah, the the fiat system still kind of works. Mm-hmm. Now, we're, yeah, we're kind of in this uh,
0: funny place right now where we see, like, I think you and I have this sense that the fiat system is getting weaker over time, and it's and it's like pretty visible sure. to Bitcoiners. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, like we're we're pretty aware of that weakening, but I don't know that that has spread to the broader economy yet. I don't think everyone yeah, recognizes agree. that, and so. I wonder, like, as a as a intermediary step, do you view there do you view any any benefit from integrating stablecoins or anything like that into the product offering, or is it kind of just like you you want to get people directly onto Bitcoin, um, and and that's kind of like the the primary objective?
1: Yeah, um, for. So the BTC Pay team is uh, working on uh, just on the Bitcoin uh, side of features. Nevertheless, BTC Pay server is also very flexible. And um, in the beginning, there were also uh, some people who started integrating some alt or shit coins. And uh, at least we we offer a way to, uh, for a way for people to um, to do that. But we we don't uh, develop. These solutions uh, ourselves, and um, in in general, uh, to bring it back to uh, to the previous question a bit, I think um, the general problem is that people uh, aren't really aware of Bitcoin as an alternative. But once um, you uh, shill it to them and uh, they they get a sense of what. Uh, this is and how it uh, how it is supposed to work. They easily grasp it, and um, be- because they are seeing rising rising problems like inflation and uh, censorship and so on. Um, I, I don't know. You are based in Canada, right? Yeah. So basically, uh, during the last month, um, something really weird happened there, uh, and uh, I don't know whether or not you would uh, have thought that something like this would be possible a year ago but uh now that people have seen uh what what has happened in canada and uh, that regular people who just uh, want to donate to a campaign can get their account their bank account uh shut down um yeah they they are thinking about uh well is is the money in in my bank really my money or uh, can it easily be uh, shut down
0: mhm yeah i
1: think um you know, it's
0: interesting, uh, the Bitcoiners that I've seen talking about the trucker protests on Twitter, most of them are, uh, it seems like most of them are American, there's a few Canadians on there. But mm-hmm. in, in general, I don't actually think many Canadians that aren't Bitcoiners really thought that was a big deal. Like I think that was such a focal point for Bitcoiners, and and this is again, the same kind of you know, realization that I'm having that I just mentioned is like, I I just don't know that people have fully grasped the weakening of this fiat system. I don't think they get it quite yet. And I wonder what those things are to get them there.
1: Yeah, I think it also depends a bit on your political standpoints and um, how you look at uh, things like that and maybe agree with what happened there. Nevertheless, um, as the fiat system is struggling. I think um, we will see more and more um, actions that constrain regular people, and um, so it's just a matter of time uh, when when uh, yeah this is coming for for the regular Joe as well. And uh, once this happens, uh, there's no turning back, and Bitcoin can't be unseen as a solution.
0: Yeah, I wonder if um the saving three percent on a transaction can can be this almost like uh it, it can it can that kind of
1: counteract some of the inflationary pressures that merchants are seeing like no, is that... I, I don't think so that people are no. coming from from this angle maybe maybe in a very hyper bitcoinized world um people uh might might look at these things and wonder how they even uh, accepted these terms uh, ten years ago or so. But nevertheless, I, I think right now the the pull is more from the experimentation side, the um, the tinkering and also learning uh, a bit about uh, a new financial system by accepting Bitcoin. And yeah. I, I I don't think that that uh, fees are are such a pull factor or uh, the absence of fees, be, be, right. because um, uh, a lot of attraction uh, was also brought up by by the Lightning Network in general because um, accepting Bitcoin for uh, or on chain is yeah well uh, I'm I'm writing uh, invoices to the BTC Pay Server Foundation and once a month and. They get paid on chain. Nevertheless, if you're uh, a merchant with a cafe or uh, selling smaller goods, you, uh, Lightning is a way better uh, user experience for the merchant and the customer as well. And I think a lot of interest uh, was sparked for for this uh, whole commerce thing through Lightning. Um, mm-hmm. I I also had had a web shop for half a year where I was selling. Uh, yeah, goods like t shirts, uh, hats, and uh, cups, and so on. And I think uh, we had about um, yeah, or I think it was 95% of the payments were through Lightning, and uh, basically, it's it's it was uh, not not uh, large amounts because larger larger amounts, uh, 200 plus euro, oftentimes get paid on chain, nevertheless, uh. Most, most of the commerce activity happens uh, off-chain now, uh, at least when people start to accept uh, or offer lightning payments. And we are see- seeing this uh, all across the board. Recently, also a, a competitor, closed source competitor of ours, uh, BitPay, also uh, integrated lightning payments. Um, and I, I think if you are not offering lightning payments, uh, you, you won't matter that much in the future.
0: Right, yeah. So you said so you said ninety five percent of your store's vault, uh, transactions were happening on Lightning. Yeah. Do you think that is pretty representative of the overall state of things? I know you guys aren't, you know, like collecting the exact data on, you know, what percentage payments are Bitcoin versus Lightning. But what what's your general sense? If you have to put a percentage on it, what percentage? Yeah, I'm percentage not. I'm not sure.
1: I I think it it depends on the amounts. Uh, of, of your invoices in general. So, uh, but, but I guess that, um, amounts below 200 euros or $200, uh, oftentimes get paid via lightning.
0: Interesting. So if I've got a store and I'm selling, you know, a $50 t-shirt or something, or yeah. a
1: jacket, but maybe if, it's if just can... me being in a, in the, uh, the Bitcoin early adopter and lightning bubble and, uh, yeah, maybe maybe yeah. this isn't really representative. Yeah, I wonder.
0: Because um, I know uh, one kind of counterpoint to this would be, I believe BitRefill has Lightning integrations, but that only accounts for about 5% of all their transaction volume. Or okay. all their transactions. Actually, I'm not sure if it's volume or transactions. But it's a very small that to me was a small number. I thought it would be much higher from bit refill side. So yeah, I'm, I would have I'm to piece so together too. these anecdotes here and figure yeah. out what that actual state of lightning adoption is. Um, but I generally agree that yeah, if you're if you're a store that's offering uh, services and goods and you're not integrating lightning, at this point I think you're falling behind. Like maybe two years ago you could make the case that you know, someone integrating Lightning was early, but I think that has rapidly shifted to you are now a little bit behind. You're not yeah, that I, far behind. Agree. You're, you're not a leader now.
1: Yeah, I agree. And people, uh, or at least in in my bubble, uh, we we would ex, ex uh, expect this uh, to for merchants to uh, accept Lightning because um, we here we uh, for example. Um, we have a strong meetup culture here in germany uh, we have a lot of bitcoin meetups and um, uh, oftentimes uh, uh, at least uh, uh, when when uh, a meetup was established and they met there for two or three times they uh, um, converted the merchant or at least shield bitcoin to uh, to them and and said well it would be good if we could pay with bitcoin here and um, in, uh, for for our meetup here, we've uh, we've been doing this for half a year now, and um, the um, the place we go to uh, gladly accept Bitcoin now, and uh, we are paying our beers and and food uh, <laughs> via via sets, uh, and uh, yeah, they really enjoy this process. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying the show so far. I just want to give a quick shout out to
0: our sponsor Voltage. Voltage is the industry standard for Lightning Network infrastructure. Creating layer two applications and services on top of Bitcoin starts with Voltage, where you can spin up nodes, get access to liquidity, optimize your node, and much more. Voltage is leading the way as the next generation provider of Lightning Network infrastructure. And if you wanna get a free trial and start using Voltage today, you can do so at voltage.cloud. I wanna get your sense for transaction fees on Bitcoin's base chain and Lightning. Where do you think they, you know, what's this like equilibrium point over time? What, What could a merchant expect five or 10 years from now, if they're using Bitcoin, if they're using Lightning to accept payments, what should they anticipate as kind of sustainable or typical fees? Maybe we can use the example of you know, someone selling a fifty dollars shirt, uh, just for just to give people some context, because I know it'll depend on whether the size of the transaction is large or small. But if I'm selling a fifty dollars shirt, and lightning is at a mature state, what should I expect that transaction fee to be?
1: Well, if Everything goes according to our plans. <laughs> then, uh, in in five years, I don't think that regular commerce will happen uh, on chain, because uh, on chain will be reserved for rather large transactions. And um, yeah, you you we won't get to uh, to a place where we pay our coffee with <laughs> with on chain Bitcoin. I think we are past that point already, and. Um, as I said, it's not just about the fees, but also the user experience because uh, paying with Lightning uh, makes makes for a much better experience for the merchant and the customer. And this will also evolve into a situation where, um, well, I can't really say how much uh, commerce might happen also on, on a layer above layer two. Um, For for example, uh, there might be um, Lightning Custodial solutions like uh, the plugin I mentioned, LN Bank, or other solutions are already out there like uh, Blue Wallet and uh, LN Bits and so on. And I I think this might also evolve because there's the potential to to transact without any fees because I think um, if everything goes according to plan, then... um, also, the fees on layer 2 will rise a bit. I don't think that we'll see um, routing nodes uh, offering free free payments uh, just because uh, they want to support the network. And there will be people who, um, yeah, basically lightning service providers uh, will have to make some money uh, to, to cover the server cost and cover also uh, the funds locked up in channels and so on. And uh, they they will want to recoup some of that. And there will be players who will also have a financial incentive to um, yeah to become a, a routing provider and so on.
0: Yeah, that's what I wonder, um, because I, I agree that routing nodes are going to want to earn more money and and that's something that would be i think healthy for the ecosystem if they did um i wonder is there a world in which uh transaction fees exceed the three percent that you're getting from visa and mastercard today if it's happening on lightning is that possible or does do the incentives of lightning then you know, make it so that other people jump in with more liquidity, lowering fees, having different routes through the network. Um, is, is there a world in which fees could actually be higher
1: on Lightning, or is that is that something that's not realistic? Hmm. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe maybe this is. Uh too far off and uh, I mean of course there there might be cases where uh, if you are using layer 2 and um, maybe are using the wrong route potentially because there aren't many um, and you want to do a larger payment uh, that you will need to pay uh, a fee close to 5% or so on. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, the, all of that might happen nevertheless. I, I think um, it we won't get to a point uh, that uh, fees are too high in general because there will always be an economic incentive for for people to spin up smaller routing providers uh, with less less general cost and they can have their operating cost um, at a point where they can can offer low fees and uh, and still survive and so on yeah. and i i think um, as i said this this whole layer three or layer four uh, stuff might might also become uh, become more prominent in the future because not everyone will be able uh, or will want to set up his own lightning node and uh, care about channel management and so on.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't expect fees to be higher, but I, I wonder where that equilibrium point is. At, at what point do? Uh, Smaller routing nodes or, or non-Lightning uh, payment processors decide there's a lot of fees to be made here. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to lower fees on the network and I'm going to earn from that. Um, yeah, and, and there are
1: also um, different, different models to... Um, to cover the cost, for example, uh, there's this guy, um, zero fee routing, uh, which, uh, or who basically um, sets everything up so that people afterwards don't have to pay any fees <laughs> anymore, uh, as the name uh, says, but uh, the ones who are opening the channels uh, pay pay for that cost up front and so on.
0: Yeah, I've, I've got a... Uh interview with zero Fee routing coming up tomorrow or the next day I'm very oh, nice. excited. I Got a lot of questions for for zero <laughs> yeah <few> cool
1: routing. <laughs> i i think he he might be a better person to uh, to talk about uh, all of that fee stuff fair than enough. i am <laughs> okay
0: let's let's get into um btc pay servers um the foundation and um, you know, I, I, there, it seems like there's no, there's no business model and it's not a for-profit entity today. Um, do you see that changing over time? Maybe you can give us a, a high level understanding of what the foundation is, how that works, how, how the project's being sustained today and whether or not it makes sense to be a for-profit business over time.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, the foundation is the legal uh, legal entity behind BTC BTC Pay, and as you said, it's uh, it's uh, not for profit. Uh, It it has some uh, supporters like uh, in the past, uh, Kraken have supported it and uh, donated larger sounds uh, amounts of money to us uh, or towards the foundation um, spiral BTC is also a big supporter of us uh, async and a lot of um, uh, firms in in the industry have uh, helped us with donations uh, varying from uh, small to large and uh, basically we have this entity to support the development of uh, of BTC pay server and I don't imagine uh, that, that there will be a future where we turn this into a company or uh, do closed source software because um as i said our goal is to bring financial sovereignty to um yeah to basically everyone and uh, enable a hyper bitcoinized uh, future by uh, open source software um and yeah i, I don't know of any plans to uh, to come up or turn this into a product and uh, make tons of money. (laughs) Interesting. Is there a
0: world in which, um, maybe this isn't BTC pay server, maybe this is someone else, but is there a world in which you can have free and open source software and a for-profit business combined? Or, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be free necessarily. It would be open source software maybe, but not, not free software.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. And um, in the Bitcoin space, we also uh, saw a few uh, a few examples of that. For example, um, uh, Foundation devices built uh, built their stuff uh, based on uh, a lot of uh, work that uh, the Cold Card guys did. And um, in in general, I uh, we don't we don't know for sure, but. Um, Potentially, when Tesla was thinking about uh, accepting Bitcoin payments, they uh, they also um, helped us a bit with uh, security review and so on. At least we know they evaluated BTC pay server and uh, took a closer look at it. And um, yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> they are they are still running a BTC pay server. Uh, and um, yeah. It it would be open to basically everyone uh, to yeah uh, <laughs> run run a BTC pay server and don't let anyone know about it and we <laughs> as I said we are we aren't collecting uh, any data so we don't even uh, know it for ourselves who's running BTC pay and that would be perfectly fine. Right, I guess what I'm what I'm
0: getting at is there's I see I see Bitcoin has these two kind of communities, and I don't know that they're mutually exclusive, but on the one hand, the Bitcoin ethos of free and open source software started on day one, you know, when the white paper and, and the code was published. Um, and that, that is definitely prominent in the Bitcoin community. But then there's also a side that's uh, very much in favor of like free market capitalism and that that drives um, better products and it creates better outcomes over time and so i wonder in you know in thinking about how to design the best product at btc pay server why is the route of you know maybe corporate sponsors or or someone to kind of like fund a foundation better than taking a small fee and um you know letting the market kind of dictate whether or not you are creating a, a valuable product, like what what's that? How how do you think about those two models and whether or not, like the free and open source one, is the correct way or the 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 way to achieve the best final product?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think this is a good question. Um, I can only speak for myself, but I think others might, uh, from our team, might uh, might see it uh, uh, the same. Um, our goal is to uh, t- to work on it with uh, as much freedom as possible, have it as open as possible, and um, be don't be constrained by um, things that. Uh, a sponsor or whatever uh, wants us to work on. Um, for me, this is a lot of um, the the motivation behind it. Um, I'm working on BTC Pay Server full time for two years now, and um, I I couldn't imagine to um, to be as motivated as I am if I'd still have some uh, yeah some kind of boss or uh, customers that. That decide on our roadmap, uh, but we are we are doing all of that ourselves. We are, as I said, we are um, focused a lot of uh, on the user feedback, and that's how we come up with plans to uh, uh, in in which direction we want to grow the software. And um, at least for me, this is very important.
0: Right now, I wonder if there's a way to um, extend the idea of. Uh, the sponsors that have helped out so far. So I think you mentioned uh, Kraken and Spiral and some of the some of the others uh, in the Bitcoin community. Um, is there a way to extend that to users as well, and to make it so that um, users can fund BTC Pay server but don't have an obligation to? What I'm specifically thinking about is the value for value idea, where you know maybe I run a BTC Pay server store and it's free, you you tell me it's free, but I also have the option to kick back 1% to you because I want to continue seeing you guys innovate on the product. Like, have you thought at all about incorporating that as a model where it's like, not by obligation, but anyone with a BTC pay server store could choose to kick back funds to support the, the development of the project?
1: Yeah. Uh that would be a great use case for uh, for yet another plugin uh, one could build right now we don't uh, offer that functionality but uh, re- we rely more on uh, people donating uh, our ways so um, the the btc pay server foundation uh, doesn't accept uh, small donations uh, from individuals um, it, we point individuals to our general donation page uh, where they can find the profiles and uh, donation links of uh, of the individual contributors nevertheless what you uh, described with uh, having some kind of split payment uh, option for for a store that would be possible and actually That's also something I'm uh, building into the uh, PodServer plugin, which I described, because um, this whole value split idea uh, is is coming from this uh, podcasting 2.0 movement where uh, where you can split the funds uh, between the host and the guest, for example, and maybe you can also automatically uh, give... 10% 10% to to the producer of the show and so on, and um, the way I'm going to implement it in PodServer is that um, uh, everyone who uses the plugin has the option to say, well, it's such a nice uh, a piece of software uh, which I want to support, and uh, at the value split level. Uh, one or two percent directly go uh, towards Dennis, so that he can uh, keep on um, making it better. <laughs> and yeah, I think, I think it's, that's a great idea. Yeah, I, I think it's also a very uh, good and natural fit because, uh, yeah, it's it's baked into the protocol, and uh, even the podcast index is is doing the same for the feeds they are hosting. And as I said, I think it's a natural fit, and people uh, will will uh, happily donate. Yeah, a hundred
0: percent. I mean, they're making a business model out of it. Like they've, you know, they're using value for value. They're like dog fooding the whole idea, right? They're yep. they're promoting it and they're also using it in their day to day lives. So, yeah, I I have to imagine there's other use cases where that could apply outside of podcasting. Um, I I think I was having a conversation with the guys at Alby about this, mm-hmm. and they're also in. I think the stage of the project right now is it's an open source project. It's not formally like a company right now. Um, I don't believe there's any revenue of any kind today. And I had suggested that idea of like what what happens if you allow users to kick back some funds if they want. And yeah, it's I, I'd it's have to a very possible.
1: Yeah, it's it's a very, uh, very cool way to, um, to solve this donation and potentially, uh, any other use case to, uh, to, to split payments. And, um, basically this is kind of a smart contract, uh, on based on lightning and it enables so many use cases, which weren't possible before. And now we, uh, can do all that smart shit, <laughs> uh, just mm-hmm. because we have micro payments and, uh, Yeah. Can, can even split uh, five sets across five people.
0: Yeah. One thing I'd really love to do is, um, and, and I'm looking for like a really, really easy way to do this, and I think this is gonna be something that can be built um, pretty quickly, um, is, is to be able to have guests on this show Uh, you know, instantly send me their fountain username or something, or their lightning address, and I can just instantly input it into a split. I don't have to worry about like what your public key is. I don't have to worry about like, you know, getting some obscure string of numbers and letters from you. I can just put your name in or put your username in and instantly have that split functionality in the show. And, and potentially, I I think it'd be cool to do that with, with listeners too. I think someone suggested on the show a little while ago that I should have a split for the best comments. So like if, if someone sends in a great comment on this show, um, then I can add them in as a split and they can forever receive, you know, a percentage of the revenue for yep. the great comment or maybe it's the next show. But I think that's a really cool idea and it changes the way you know, a podcast, a podcaster interacts with their audience, and exactly.
1: with the yeah, and you can also incentivize uh, your uh, your listeners to uh, also contribute something like chapters or artwork or um, maybe even uh, um, translations, transcripts, etc. And um, as you said, once uh, this smart contract is established and uh, the value block of uh, an episode says uh, 5% go towards this person, another 5% towards this person, they, they will uh, earn sets as long as the note is up and people, uh, yeah, uh, basically receive value from your show so that they are uh, happy to donate. Yeah. Do you think that, that that split payment functionality
0: will make its way to more traditional merchants? At all, like where if I have a T-shirt shop, yeah, there's a I, lot I of think so. That
1: went into making that. I know? mean, uh, this is a feature you could use to to automate a lot of things. Um, as I said, uh, the shop that I had, um, uh, I was using a drop shipping provider, and um, I paid them in fiat, and uh, then uh, <laughs> I I received Bitcoin and um, and so on. Nevertheless, if they'd uh, be able to accept Bitcoin, I could um, pay them even at um, at the level where I get paid because I could branch off uh, their cost to them and uh, I could uh, then just take it, uh, take <laughs> my amount and uh, yeah, all, all kinds of things are pop- uh, possible uh, using this model and I think it's it will grow beyond what we are seeing in podcasting today.
0: mm mm-hmm. I think also it could be a useful um, a useful tool to have these splits available for traditional media outlets like if you know we're seeing like power struggles between some of the um, large news outlets and some of the writers there. Uh, a lot of people have gone independent um, because they can make more money that way. but what if what if every news article had a, you know, everything on the New York Times or Wall Street Journal had 50% of boosts or tips or whatever you want to call them go directly to the author um, and then 50% go to the, the publication um, or something like that where the author has like a direct, uh, you, you can kind of see how much they're making and you, can, you, can, you know that when you contribute, you're actually contributing to that person uh, and not just this like huge organization and, and, and maybe, it, maybe this it has a, a parallel in donations as well in charity work, yeah. um, where you can see exactly who gets funds through these lightning splits.
1: Yeah, and in general, I think it's not just about the um, f- financial incentive. I think it's also um, it makes for a very good feedback mechanism for the content creator or merchant or whos, who's ever at uh, at the receiving end. Because um, every every time you get uh, get such a payment, it's it's a strong signal that uh, people like what you do. And um, for for instance, in podcasts um being able to um potentially see the boosts with timestamps and uh um yeah um Inmate markers where, yeah uh, where you said something or um highlighted uh, what kind of topic and so on this this is signal uh, to you and it's a very direct uh, form of feedback uh, yeah. you receive
0: yeah the the messages i think are the, are among the coolest parts, just, it's just really cool to see people sending in and writing, you know, messages and, and questions about, you know, there's people that are going to write in comments and questions about this episode. Yeah. Um, it's very cool to see.
1: Um, <laughs> Looking but, forward to reading them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Tell me more about the, the pod server project. And I guess, how, is this something that, that I or any other podcaster could use to host all their content? Is that the idea there?
1: Yes, um, as this is a BTC Pay Server plugin, you will uh, need a BTC Pay Server for that. Uh, you can then install the plugin and um, yeah, basically create your podcast and then add episodes to it. And to this episode, you can uh, then assign people which uh, have their uh, lightning node and, and so on. Um, and um the plugin will take care of assembling all of that information and uh, giving people an rss feed they can uh, subscribe to and um yeah that that way you uh, have an option to self host your podcast be free from <laughs> from this uh, censorship problem and um yeah also uh, do all this nice and shiny podcasting 2.0 stuff. That's basically the idea. Um, as I said, it's not released yet. I hope uh, that there will be at least an early version podcast uh, sometime soon because uh, I uh, shipped this plugin to uh, some friends uh, who have podcasts and they are <laughs> now uh, nagging me about it every, okay. <laughs> every week or so. And uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of uh, cool stuff we can build because um, here in Germany, uh, in um in the 21 uh, group which is our podcast we um, have a lot of side projects as well and we have a few musicians uh, who want to release an album uh, using uh, this plugin and um, and um, yeah receive uh, sets uh, via the value for value model and so on and um, yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to bring out a version 0.1 myself because uh, I, I think there's a lot of um, stuff to be built in the podcasting 2.0 space. And um, yeah, I I want to participate there uh, from, from the developing side as well. Yeah. So do you think it's possible for... Um, like I get the idea.
0: so So I can host my own show on potentially like my, you know, like umbral node, or if I want a professional solution, I could I use voltage, tie that to BTC pay yeah. and host it there. Um, is there a way to make it so that I can host other people's shows or someone else can host my show and I can pay them for it? Like, is there a way to do this, like peer to peer distributed file sharing or file hosting I don't really know enough about the business model of podcast hosting platforms today, like, uh, like a fiat podcasting mm-hmm. podcast hosting platform, like how are they making money today? And is there a way to integrate lightning payments in a way that like, you know, I have an extra terabyte sitting around. I can all of a sudden host a hundred different podcasts from all these different people and potentially earn a fee on something somewhere along the line. Is that, is that possible?
1: uh well it's <laughs> it won't be possible with version uh, 0.1 nevertheless uh what you describe uh, would be a perfect fit and uh, a great use case um, so right now in btc pay server um, the the whole storage site is already abstracted away the easiest solution is uh, you can say well use the regular file system on this computer, but you can also um, hook up your AWS or Azure account. So um, those files uh, get uploaded there. And potentially uh, someone could offer a hosting solution with uh, a content distribution network included and so on. And uh, if they offer that, uh, they are, their incentive might be to be included in, in the value uh, block as well and then uh, maybe grab 5% of your proceeds um, for for being a host of your show. That
0: would also yeah. be
1: a very natural fit again.
0: Yeah, no, there's a lot of very cool um, implications once you can split these payments and have money flow instantly across the Lightning Network. Yeah, um, what, what I, I really like about get. this
1: is it it's it's such uh an easy solution and it it brings so much functionality uh, once you start to think about it so um i i think the the term uh, smart contract fits fits well here and uh yeah the the nice thing from a technical perspective is that it's uh yeah rather easy and you can get a lot of stuff done with it are there any other interesting use cases you're you're
0: looking to see from split payments, like anything that you think someone's got to build this someone like this is a very you know obvious use case for splitting payments, and no one's done it yet
1: mm. uh, i'm I'm exploring all of that right now in uh, in terms of of the the podcasting side and so on um, but I think we also came across a few um a uh, few things that might be interesting to look at even in terms of of BTC pay uh, basically everywhere uh, where someone can provide value being uh, being it as a host or um, someone who who does the bookkeeping for your store or so on i mean uh, the um, the possibilities are basically limitless, and uh, all it all it requires is, is uh, a bit of bits and bytes um, to be turned into software and. Uh, yeah, basically, uh, this is something I really like about BTC Pay Server because um, we have a few people on our teams uh, team who have uh, crazy ideas. And uh, once we just discuss them, we turn them into at least a prototype version of code uh, rather quickly and get to experiment with stuff like that. And um, yeah, all of this wouldn't be possible if uh, we would, be a for-profit company with a fixed roadmap and a boss and so on. And so BTC Pay to us is still um, something we can tinker on and uh, shape it the way we want to see this hyper bitcoin world.
0: Right, that's interesting. Okay, so it gives you more room to experiment when you don't have to appeal to a single boss, yeah. Okay, very interesting. Um, Now I want to finish off with a couple questions. First, what are some of the interesting applications outside of BTC Pay Server um, that you've been noticing in the Lightning space? Is there anything in particular that you want to um, call attention to?
1: Yeah, um, you already mentioned the project Albi. I think this will also be uh, something that uh, makes it, makes Lightning and Bitcoin in general more accessible to people, and it will also um, facilitate uh, more, more use cases like uh, the, the paywall problem and so on. And um, I think Albi has the potential to um, make experiences in the browser uh, very um, seamless and frictionless. And uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward uh, to what they come up with in the future. And do you see that?
0: Do you see like integrations forming between Albi and BTC Pay Server more deeply? Is there anything that you think might uh, m- might be useful to work on together? Because I know like if Albi is kind of the um, the tool that you're using for um, payments on the web, and if you guys are this like point of sale, um, you know, or like a an endpoint for merchants. There's got to be some connection there when when it comes to e-commerce. Is that something you think you guys might work on together? Or what what might an integration look like between Albi and BTC paid server? Uh,
1: well, in in general, uh, there might be uh, solutions in terms of uh, interoperability. Uh, for example, the, the um, LN Bank uh, plugin, which I mentioned, um, might be a good back-end for, uh, for Albi. So it would be nice to uh, have a way to uh, to integrate your own Ellen Bank wallet into Albi so that you can pay with uh, sets from that wallet. And uh, that might also happen, uh, yeah, <laughs> kind of soon, hashtag two weeks, uh, because um, as far as I know, they um, they have a... Um, have an integration or at least interoperability layer with um, LND Hub, which is uh, what sits behind Blue Wallet. And I also want to uh, open up LN Bank to um, Blue Wallet users so that they can use the Blue Wallet app with the uh, LN Bank. Okay, so break this down for me real quick.
0: Uh, I'm not super technical, so you're going mm-hmm. to gonna have to go a little slow here. But LND Hub and LN Bank... What would the the similarities and differences be between those two?
1: Yeah, in, in general, um, uh, they are uh, from a from a conceptual level, they are quite the same because uh, they are both uh, application solutions on top of um, a lightning node, and they uh, offer accounts based on uh, basically it's a, it's a layer three application. And um, um, they have an API uh, to connect Blue Wallet, which is their app, to the underlying LND hub. Um, And in Allen Bank, I can build an API which is compatible with their API. And that way, um, users of the Blue Wallet app could also connect the app to Allen Bank.
0: Right. Okay. And, and what That's, benefits yeah, would yeah. they get from LN Bank that they wouldn't get on L and D Hub? Uh, they
1: uh, they would be able to use the app to access their wallet and don't have to uh, use the um, the LN Bank web interface. So basically, it would give them a mobile app which I would not have to develop myself because it's. Compatible with Blue Wallet, and I can show my LN Bank users just a QR code to uh, connect Blue Wallet to LN Bank, and uh, then they are good to go. And I think uh, this is also what Albi does. Interesting.
0: Yeah, I know I've seen LND Hub appear a bunch on Albi uh, yeah. when playing around with it, uh, but the technical details have kind of gone over my head a little bit. Um, <laughs> one more final question for you. Um, has anything? Has there been? Has there been any surprises for you in the last year or so? Watching Lightning development, watching Bitcoin development, anything that stuck out as surprising for you?
1: In hmm. mm-hmm. mm. not Lightning in general, but I I thought this whole El Salvador thing uh, to be <laughs> to be. Uh, Rather early, or at least I, I uh, didn't expect it to uh, to be so early that nation states uh, adopt Bitcoin. In hindsight, it, it was kind of kind of obvious. Uh, but uh, yeah, for for Lightning, um, I'm I'm not sure. I would need to think about it some more. What's your
0: assessment of El Salvador since their integrations? I guess have you spoken with many? El Salvador merchants um, like what's your impression of like how how deeply lightning is being integrated today within the country?
1: Yeah, unfortunately I, I didn't get a chance uh, yet to go there myself. Nevertheless, I have uh, a few friends who, uh, who went there and uh, uh, someone from our team uh, was also there, or at least they have close ties. Uh, Pavlinex, for example, uh, started this uh, Bitcoin Smiles project and was in close contact with uh, people on the ground. And um, from what I'm hearing, uh, the Lightning and Bitcoin adoption isn't... Uh, as far as uh, one might might get the impression on on Bitcoin Twitter, nevertheless, I I think it helps those people. Uh, who started to accept Bitcoin and Lightning, and yeah, it, it basically uh, banks a whole lot of people who didn't have access to the financial system before. And um, even even though there will always be uh, things which can be improved, and the whole situation um, might not be ideal. So um, things like legal tender, well, you have to accept it, which is all can also be uh, seen as some kind of Uh, force or at least not uh, adoption by free will. Nevertheless, uh, I I think it helps people on the ground and uh, it it will bring upon good things for El Salvador, at least Uh, that's what I hope.
0: Yeah, I hope so too. Um, Thank you for taking the time today. This has been an incredible conversation. Um, Where can people go, listeners, where can they go to find out more about you and the work you do?
1: um for for me personally it's uh, they can they should just go uh, to twitter it's uh, underscore d11n underscore uh, which is my handle there and uh, for the rest of the stuff we've talked about it's it's just btcpayserver.org and you will find everything there and uh, yeah feel free to contact me or the other devs Uh, on our MetaMorphs, this is where we hang out. It's chat.btcpayserver.org. Yeah, and uh, I think that's it. Thanks for having me. I also really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you for taking the time and uh, hopefully we can do it again soon. Awesome,
0: thanks. Welcome to the lightning round presented by Zebedee, your portal into the world of Bitcoin gaming. The Zebedee app, that is Z-E-B-E-D-E-E, is a full featured lightning wallet and allows you to earn Bitcoin for playing games. Now, I thought it'd be fun to spice things up a bit. So if you go download the Zebedee app, you'll get a chance to compete against me and earn some extra sats. Each month, I'll be playing a different Zebedee game. And you can find them all in the Zebedee app, uh, but this month, I'm gonna play Toby. Now, my high score on Serutobi is currently 625 meters on flyby mode. So if you go download the Zebedee app and beat my high score, send me a screenshot of it on Twitter, as well as your Zebedee gamer tag, and I'll send you some extra sats. Good luck. Here we go, lightning round. In the last seven days, you guys sent in 69,182 sats, 16 different supporters, seven different messages. Thank you to everyone who's contributing, and great work on the round 69,000 number this week. Um, Let's get into the top five supporters. First supporter, the top supporter to, uh, this week, comes in from Albi. So in my podcast descriptions and in all my YouTube video descriptions, I include a lightning address. It's kr at Anyone can send money over the lightning network using the lightning address, the human readable lightning address. Um, and this week, someone sent in 50,000 Sats and said, your podcasts are awesome, Kevin. Keep up the good work. Uh, I, so I don't know who that is. It's an anonymous user. There's no uh, username attached to it. But whoever you are, thank you for the 50,000 sats, and thank you for the kind words. Um, The remaining of the top five uh, this week, we have Gur underscore Lentel sent in 6,468 sats. Mary Oscar sent in 3,626 sats. Zeitgeist sent in 1,960 sats, and Bitboom also sent in 1,960 sats. Um, we've got a couple other messages in addition to that one from Albie. Uh, we have DPG who sends in 761 sats and says, I found this on Stacker News. Great episode. I'm happy to hear both reasons, DPG. I'm happy to hear that you found this on Stacker News and I'm happy to hear that this was a great episode. Um, Stacker News has been growing like a weed lately. Kean's really building something special there. And uh, if you haven't checked out Stacker News, for anyone listening... Definitely give it a shot if you are a Bitcoiner, if you want to use the Lightning Network. This is a great example of uh, a smooth user interface, accessing the Lightning Network, earning sats, value for value. Stacker News has it all. Um, And I'm I'm really glad you enjoyed, uh, this was episode 33 that DPG was referring to with Pierre Rochard. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed that episode as well. It is becoming one of the most popular episodes to date. uh, That kind of goes into Kraken's lightning integration. So if you haven't checked that one out yet, give it a listen. And Bobby sends in 49 sats and says, let's go, heart emoji, voltage.cloud. Thank you for the sats and the comment, Bobby. This was in uh, episode 38 with uh, John Cantrell. So, I'm really excited to see what you guys send in this week. I've got another episode coming out in a couple more days and we've got a big week next week. So can't wait to see all your comments and questions and I'll see you in a few days.